Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to our show, Polygamy, What Love Is This? I'm your host, Doris Hansen, and the purpose of our show is to encourage Mormon polygamists to search the scriptures, to discover if what their leaders have been teaching them is true. And we also offer help to those who question uh, polygamy and are in a polygamy group and would like to escape. We will answer your questions and we will also help you get out if you would like. If you or anyone you know uh, is in a polygamy group and would like to have some questions answered, give us a call. We have a toll-free number. It's 877-425-9993. And we can also help you escape safely and give you a safe place to go after you leave as well. And if there's anyone who wants to make comments or have questions about any show that we've done or any topic that we do or you'd like us to do, you can send us an email or call us. Our email is email at whatloveisthis.tv and our telephone number you can call for um, the show is 385-240-2888 and we'd love to hear your comments about any of our programs. Our guest this time is a former member of both Polygamy and also the LDS Church. He is here to share his story of his experience and his journey to find the truth. So I would like to introduce and welcome our guest today, Alan Nielsen. Thank Thank you, you, Doris. It's good to be here. Thanks for coming, and your story is awesome. We talked a couple of a few weeks ago, and Mm -hmm. and I thank you for agreeing to come. It's rare that we get a male who was from a polygamy group to come and talk about mm-hmm. w- their story. And so I want to thank you special oh, you uh, for agreeing to do that. So let's just get on to your story of being raised. What polygamy group were you raised in? And was your, are you generational polygamy or did your parents um, convert or what happened? On my dad's side, my dad converted from the LDS church into uh, fundamentalism. So... He wasn't born into it, but my mom was born into it. So she's like a generation or two into fundamentalism, but mm-hmm. my dad wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so was your mom born in a group setting? Yeah, it was um, the group in those days. It was it was really just one group. You know, I mean, they hadn't had so many divisions like they do right now. And so they kind of, nowadays we, we recognize them with different, group names and stuff yeah. like that, that they were just all one people, you know, and, and, uh, and that's how, where my mom came from. By the time my dad came in, there was, it was right at the beginning of breakoffs when they, the breakups started happening. Mm-hmm. To, so, to form the different polygamy yes. groups by name. Yes, and it, the All Reds, the AUB, uh-huh. they were still one group when my dad came in, and it was shortly after that. In fact, they were right in the middle of of the uh, transitioning, uh, uh, the break-off, mm-hmm. when my dad, uh, you know, got interested in fundamentalism yeah. and stuff and like so that. And so what group did he end up being part of? Well, it, you know, it's called the FLDS now. Right. Um, right. But I, that was a terminology that I wasn't familiar with, and, you know, because it's, it's actually a more modern terminology, FLDS. I think they took the name 
and made it incorporated it in the I think it was like the 1990s or yeah, maybe it was, was the 80s in, in late I, 80s I think it could have been or something like that but when, when I was growing up I didn't I never heard the term FLDS right. and it was called short crick we always referred to it as short crick yeah short crick or we, we it, what we always I always talked about it was it was the group you know yeah. it was just the the work <laughs> sometimes mm -hmm. we said it was the work that's the same thing we refer to in the Kingston group the work yeah. or or uh, the group exactly right so your parents um, your mother was was born in it so she had that mindset but your father joined and so they were part of the FLDS or the short crit group yeah. as you were born and being raised did did your father have polygamous wives was he a polygamist yeah no he wasn't a polygamist uh, until he joined this group and then um, shortly after he joined the group he he was involved in polygamy within a year or two and mm -hmm. then he had my mom and her sister her sister. Uh, yeah, were the his first wives, and so they they were married to him within two years. You know, so it was right off the bat. You know, mm -hmm. he had married, he had married uh, the the first wife who wasn't my mom, and then two years later he married my mom. Oh, so, so your mother was the second. She wife. was the second wife. second wife. She How was many? actually supposed to be the first wife, uh, but she um, her her dad said asked her. She her name was Colleen. He said, Colleen, would you like to get married? And there was a, there was a, a particular. A uh, gentleman that she thought was asking for her, and she did not want to marry him. Oh. She she was scared of him. She fr he frightened her, and she didn't want to marry him at all. So she said, "No, I don't want. I don't want to be married." And so um, he, her, her father. Well, it wasn't her real father because her real father had died, but it was her uncle who married her mother. Came to the to her younger sister and said, "Do you want to get married?" She said, "Sure." <laughs> And she was, I believe, like 15 or 16. Oh, my goodness. I could be wrong on that, but it's, yeah, it's somewhere right around young, that yeah. age. Yeah. So she was pretty young, and, and she was younger than my mom. And, and she said, yeah, I'll, I'll get married. And so she's, she marries my dad. And when my mom found out it was my dad, I think she was like, oh. Well, darn. <laughs> I would have done that, you know. And yeah. so shortly after, two years later, from, from what I've been told, then she marries my, my dad. Oh, okay. So. So, so would you call them... As it would go in a polygamy group, a happy um, polygamous Yeah, my, my earliest recollections was in different homes. So I didn't really re even recognize because my dad put my mom into another home and the first wife was in an, a, a separate home from from uh, her. And so I grew up in, a, it was a... a uh, like a triplex downtown on like 4th South. Mm. So you were raised in Salt Lake. Yeah, it was in Salt Lake City on 4th South. We had a triplex, and there were some other uh, polygamous families that lived on one side, and, and another family lived upstairs, and then we lived in the other side. And so I grew up my first probably seven years. Um, that's all I knew was just that that family. And, I, and my dad would come over occasionally, and I don't even remember much thought about having any other siblings anywhere else. I just, it, I didn't put it yeah. all together until later. How many total siblings do you have from, from your, your Totally, I, I, I could be wrong on this, but I think it's right around 45. 45 siblings? Yeah. I mean, the number could be off by a digit or two, but I think it's... That's a lot for two wives. Well, he had more than two wives, but oh. I mean, this... Okay. I, I'm talking overall... Uh-huh. How had, many wives did he have? He had... I believe six. Okay. Yeah. So that doesn't sound so well. Th now, would you say that your childhood was okay? Was it was it a safe? The early years um, when I lived on what I always call Fourth South, um, I I had a good time. Uh, it was 
you know, it seemed pretty normal to me. I didn't really have a lot of, of trouble that I could think about. I, I, I know that I was raised with a certain amount of fear. You know, there was just fear of the outside world. That oh, was yeah. very, very prominent. They like, put that in all of everybody's okay. going to get you. You better, you know, don't say nothing to nobody. Don't talk to nobody. And, and, um, uh, I don't, I don't know why, but that was a pretty strong thing to, uh, mm -hmm. That well, I was raised with, and I remember that yeah. even up, even as a young person up on uh, so Fourth South, yeah, I remember being afraid of the world and and the people out there, and don't talk to anybody. So, did you go to public school? Did did uh, the FLDS have their school at that time? Their own at Fourth South, I wasn't old enough yet. I remember watching my older sisters go uh, catch the bus or walk to school. I can't remember what it was, but I remember them going to school, and I remember looking forward to the day when I got to go. Mm -hmm. And before I reached the age of to going to first grade, uh, my dad moved us into the uh, the one home. Okay. And that was that was when I, you know, had the experience of actually living in a polygamous home okay. with other you know another wife well, and the and the other families. And uh, we used to visit them. I remember we would go visit. They lived on Fifth East, so it was a uh, three or four miles away. And we would go visit the other family, and I don't remember, I, I honestly don't remember if I thought they were my siblings or if they were like cousins. I, j I just can't remember what yeah. I thought at the time. Yeah, we were taught that the other family, until we could, old enough to keep a secret, that the other family were our cousins and she was our aunt. That's the way we... And, and, I, and I know I called her, her name was Carol, and I called her Aunt Carol uh -huh. at that time, and so... it. it it sticks in my mind that I kind of thought that they were my cousins, yeah. but then I, 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 you know, I'm not totally clear. I may have, I may have been told, and I'm just not remembering. So, so where did you did you go to school at any time? At it the did. Alpha Once we Academy? moved into the the big home, then um, because now there's two families in it, uh, and and the home there, my dad sent the children of the first wife to one public school, it was Roosevelt Elementary, and it was to the south. And then he sent the others from the other wife, which was my mom, to Woodrow Wilson, which was to the north. And so half of the brothers would walk and sisters would walk to school this direction, and the other half would walk that way. And that was to keep the identities more Yes, because I went by a, a fictitious last name as well. Yeah. So as soon as, as soon as I started school, we were told I took upon the name Collins. And, I, and, and it was probably... I was probably Collins before when I lived on 4th South, but I was too young to even, to even know. know really much what my last name was. So was that just while you went to school, or because now you go by the name Nielsen? Yes. Yeah, while I went to school, uh, we were told that you're, you're going to be Alan Collins. And, and so that's what I would write on my papers at school, was Alan Collins. And, and, I, and I remember knowing that I wasn't really Collins. I, no. I knew that I was really Nielsen, but... To the world, I was Alan Collins. And they and once didn't again, have all the ID problems like they do now to where you have to prove who you are. No, once again, it was that secrecy. It's yeah. just like, I'm Alan Collins, but yeah, I know I'm Alan Nielsen. You know, so it's just kind <laughs> it's of that funny kind thing. of strange yeah. for the children was, like it that. It was. So, so did you enjoy school and did you, did you graduate? No, I didn't enjoy school. In fact, that's what made it very difficult because there was this element of secrecy. And so um, we couldn't have friends. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I, you know, I could make friends at the, the schoolyard and stuff like that, but I couldn't bring them home. I couldn't, I, I was, I, in fact, we were kind of sat down and told, don't you, you know, don't tell anything about your home life. Mm -hmm. You know, just kind of like school them on what we need to say as we went to school. Yeah. 
And uh, in each year when we started school, we would have a little sit down and a reminder that we don't talk about our home life. We don't say that uh, your father has two wives because he could be put in prison and, you know, yeah, and all this kind I of stuff because yeah. there, it wasn't too many years prior to that that they had the raid on Short Creek when those, the families were, were um, separated and mm -hmm. men were put in prison and stuff like that. And there was that fear put in me. I remember thinking, oh boy, I don't want to, I don't want to get my dad to go to prison. You right. know? And so and it would be our be quiet. fault. It would be our fault if that happened. That blame yes. would go on us yes. because we yapped. So who was the leader of the group at the time? Do you know? Yeah, it was uh, Leroy Johnson okay. was who, the, Johnson. who I looked upon and thought was like the prophet, I guess you would say. You know, uh -huh. he was... He was the leader of the, the group of men. You did know. he live in Salt Lake or did he live in Short Creek? He had a home in Short Creek and he had a sh home in Salt Lake. Yeah. Um, and so did you go to church? Did you ha go to the church I didn't, meetings? I didn't go to church um, because church was really for uh, when you got to be a little bit older. And so uh, I, I'm, if I remember right, my dad was saying, well, not until you can sit still and, and listen and, and then you can go to church. And I think it was right around 11... 11 or 12 years old oh, when they would take really? you to church. Prior to that, we That's didn't we didn't have church. We would have family Sunday school or something like yeah, that. You yeah. know, and that's about all we would have. That's interesting. So did, were you ever familiar with the, the uh, Alta Academy, that uh, the school the FLDS had? Yeah, Alta Academy. Uh, I went to public school th from first grade through fourth grade. And, and I remember registering for fifth grade and then my dad gathered us all together and told us, um, you're not going to be going to public schools anymore. We've been invited to go to what he called a priesthood school. And so this was kind of like, and, and we were coached about how we needed to be exemplary uh, students. And, you know, we're, we're guests here and we're, this is uh, w one of the prophets of, the, uh, of their leaders that, you know, was, it was his home. And, uh, and, and we need to be on our best behavior. And so I was going to start going to that school. So it was a real privilege to be invited to go. Yeah, to yeah. That's how, that's how we thought of it as a, as a, as a real privilege. You know? So it was Warren Jeffs part of the school at that time? Was yeah, he... Warren Jeffs was, um, he was a teacher. He wasn't, he wasn't of anybody in significance at the time. He was a teacher in, uh, he taught what they called priesthood history. And then he taught um, math. He was actually a good math teacher. He was he was pretty he was pretty smart. Huh. Good math teacher. Um, priesthood history was just kind of an indoctrination type of thing, you know, of, yeah. of, the, of their ideas and stuff like that. Sure, they call yeah. it priesthood history, but it was indoctrination. So at that time, he didn't have any control like he later no. uh, later on did. No. He was always uh, he always came across as really pious and and never would never laugh or, or well I shouldn't say never, but he he was just he was one to just just kind of have that I'm righteous look, you know, and, 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 and us, when I got older, I, you know, I, I went there till eighth grade, you know, and so, and I would always kind of like goad him on, you know, and say, you know, I could, I could beat you up, you know, and then let me have an arm wrestle right now. I'd say I can, I can do it because I, I thought I could, you know, I, yeah. I thought he's just a wimp, you know, he's just this tall wispy guy and I thought I could beat him. So, and but he, he never, he never took the it. challenge and he would just kind of look at me with a, you know, kind of like that's beneath me type of thing, you know. Mm. 
but no as you were growing up were, were you um indoctrinated into polygamy did you expect to live polygamy oh, when you grew up to yeah. get married did, absolutely did you look what did you think about it what did you think about to have multiple well wives? I, you know as a, as a young person you don't really give it a whole lot of thought other than that's what you know that's what you grow up with and uh um i just knew i was gonna have a lot of wives you know and that's that's what that's what that's what you that's do you know was, and, yeah. And when you get a bit, a little bit older, and you start to have an interest in the opposite sex, then things started to change for me a little bit. And me and my brothers, it's kind of comical because we, we actually had what we call uh, a sweat list, and and these are girls that would be on the sweat list because we didn't want to be married to them, you know. And in, and in the group that I came from, you didn't really get to choose right. who you married. You had to submit yourself to the brethren. Or you're to, you tell your father, I'm ready to get married, and then, and then he would take you to see one of their, the leaders and say, I want to turn myself in to be, I want to get married now. Mm -hmm. And then they would say, okay, we'll start praying about it. And, and they would, he would ask you know, my dad to start praying about it. And then my dad would say, you need to be praying about it too, and then we'll see what they come up with. And, and so I was, we were always terrified that one of these girls might be one of those. <laughs> Oh, and so we would put them in, we would joke around and say, oh, she's on my sweat list, you know, because oh. we didn't want that to be paired up with that person. Right. And, and as a young person, it was somewhat comical, even though I was like, I was like 14 or 15, it was somewhat comical. It, it ceased to be comical when I got older, you know, uh -huh. when I was getting to be 17 and really wanting to choose, it wasn't funny anymore. Right. And I was like, were you scared? At oh, I, I said, I don't, I'm not, no one's going to choose for me who I marry. And that's what I said to myself. But at the same time, it's like going against your religion. You're uh -huh. actually it going against God. Is. You bet. That's in a way, and, and I, and I kind of thought, well, I'm kind of rebelling against God to go and think these thoughts. But in my mind, I thought, I'm going to choose who I marry. And I just thought that. So did you choose who you married? Oh, I did. But by that, by that time, I had rebelled against the uh, religion. And so um, I, when I was... I believe I was about 17 years old. I, I got involved with a bunch of guys that were from the fundamentalist group, and some might have been from some other groups. But we'd play we'd play ball, like softball and stuff like that, on a Monday night. And and, uh, and I remember uh, coming home after work, and I had uh, I had purchased a uh, what they call a baseball shirt, which is just you know arms come down to here, sleeves are different color. It was like a T-shirt, but it was just like a baseball shirt, you know. And and um, and I'd come home after playing ball with them, and and my dad sees me in this baseball shirt, and he was very displeased, Ooh. very displeased because this was this was worldly. yeah, this was worldly, <laughs> and this wasn't modest. And and he gave me a lecture upon modesty, and and he it was just I did not understand it. I thought it was foolish, and I was kind of. I was a little, little bit of a smart aleck about it because I, he was telling me how uh, that what I had done was worse than smoking, hmm. and I didn't, I didn't understand that because he tried to relate it to the fact that that smoking was like a word of wisdom thing which came by way of instruction, mm -hmm. and modesty is what the brethren have preached that God had told them we should cover our bodies, and so I had been, I had broken that one, which is worse than the word of wisdom, and so I just kind fit. of. Smart Alecly said, so I could come home tomorrow with a regular shirt on with a pack of cigarettes rolled up in there. Would that make you happy? You know, and he was, That's he was not very happy at all <laughs> about that. But that was the, 
that was how that was how ridiculous it seemed to me at the time and 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 our relationship got really really strained through those years and many a times uh in different conflicts would come up with him and he would i would say well you know i'll leave home and he'd say well i can call the authorities and they'll bring you right back to me yeah. you know and so yeah. and i and i knew that inside that yeah. he kept, probably could and so I would kind of just hunker down and say, well, when I'm 18, yep. when I'm 18, I can leave. Boy, that sounds like my mindset exactly with me. So did, when you found uh, the woman that you married, when you met, was she part of the FLDS group? Yeah, she was, she was part of that same group, but her dad had, had been in, he was kind of what they call a independent. So uh -huh, he, was, independent he had been part of the, the, the group but he had separated himself out and was kind of considered not a faithful person. And so they were kind of more of an independent. And their, their family was, they didn't dress like ours. You know, the girls didn't wear the kind of the prairie dress type look. And they, they looked more normal. They, they would blend in a lot more to the average uh, mm -hmm. person that, right. you would, that you would run into. Right. And they, they also celebrated Christmas and um, Halloween and different things and birthdays and stuff like that we didn't we didn't do that yeah, even way back then the yeah we did not do, do christmas so that I didn't, didn't grow just up with start with christmas. warren jeffs it started back before it started that. well while i was young it was going it might have yeah. been different earlier but while i was young we did not have christmas we did not do halloween and that was difficult going to school and having all your kids say what did you get for christmas yeah, and you, know, you didn't yeah, know what to say be, or yeah. And from the Kingston group, we were able to celebrate those holidays, but it would be family to family whether they'd do Halloween and mm -hmm. different things. But we didn't, it was wrong for us to do Christmas and wrong for us to do Halloween. And you just celebrate Joseph Smith's birthday? I don't remember doing that. Uh, I just remember the only holiday I really remember was Thanksgiving. We did celebrate Thanksgiving for some reason, oh. um, but we didn't do the others. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, her family did. Mm -hmm. And they were like, they seemed like normal people. And, and so I kind of was. I thought, well, this is better, you know. Um, but at one point in time, I had told I had told my dad uh, because I was so tired of all of all this kind of nonsense, and I just told him in a, in a little bit of anger. I says, you know, if this is what heaven's like, I'm gonna give hell a shot. Yeah, and that's exactly what I said to him, yeah. and he he wasn't very pleased with that at all. He was, I could see that kind of hurt him, you know. Before yeah. he was usually angry, but that really hurt him because I think he saw that. I was had reached a state when it, when I wasn't. I, he, I think he was saw he was losing me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did that? Do you think that bothered him? Or you know, so the with polygamy groups, losing um, a young male is not as ca catastrophic as losing young females. Uh, so was he willing to let you go? Because absolutely, he was. That? He was very willing to let me go because, um, at least from my perspective, uh -huh. it, it appeared to me that image was more important than children the image that he had the image that he had that his family was intact and things were going well was better than uh coming after his children yeah. and maybe looking looking poorly among yeah. the leaders that he he, he didn't like that idea so that was you, the message that i got so you met your wife to be and and um when you when you married her did you plan on living polygamy at the time yeah. did she plan i, on I, it? I did and i mean kind of in the back of my mind i yeah. kind of did i i left home when i was 18 and when I, when I left at 18, I was done with religion for a little while. Uh -huh. I mean, I was kind of like, I, I don't want to do this. Yeah. This whole religion, God stuff, I don't even know about it. And, and uh, I 
had some other friends and we would drink and just kind of party and just kind of just kind of live that life and after a while of doing that for a year or two it just lost its its uh interest to me i just wasn't as interested in that so i started to think again a little bit about kind of religious things and that's when i uh had met my wife you know and i and i kind of gravitated to her family because they were more normal they yeah. had christmas and yeah. they invited me over to their house for christmas and i i celebrated christmas with them before i was married and and it seemed like you know they still believed in some of the same stuff and polygamy and yeah. and and that kind of life but they were more normal and their story was easier for me to believe in yeah. i could have a little more freedom and autonomy and so i kind of started going that direction and feeling like that was a better way. Were her parents polygamists? Yes. Yeah, her parents were polygamist. Her dad only had two wives, uh -huh. her mom and another one. And um, so she was familiar with that. So what did you and she think about, especially her, your wife, about you taking plural wives? She, she did not like it. It was a very difficult thing for her. But she thought, you know, this is what you have to do. Um, but um, we got married kind of both under the idea that it could be. But in her mind, she kind of just, it was one of those things she just put out of her just mind, hoping hoping, hoping it that be. it just would never happen. Somehow yeah. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. But she, she knew that there was a possibility. Was, was there anything in your own mind that, that thought, that maybe looked forward to something like that from a male viewpoint? Uh, a lot of people think, well, it's just sex, sex, yes, you know. But it's not always the case. No, I, it's not. And, and I, I, I like the idea of just simply having people that loved you and more. You know, was more was better than less is kind of what I thought. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw my dad and he had, most of the time while I was growing up, he had three wives. And it's just like all three of these ladies are, care about him, look after him. Well, that's a pretty attractive thing for a man, you yeah, know I mean? yeah. And and did you was it told were you told that it was required for eternal life or something? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Were you told that um, three wives was the the minimum in order to? I, I don't remember that particular thing. The three wives. It might have been. I might not have paid attention to it. Mm -hmm. But I did believe in in polygamy that you that was required. But but from where my perspective was is it was also the particular group that I was in. Yeah. You know, you couldn't just be polygamous somewhere else. You couldn't be an yeah, independent polygamist. Right. You yeah, needed to be part of this group. That's right. Acknowledge well, this authority. We, we're out of time now, Alan. Thanks for joining us. But he is going to be here next time because we've got more of his story to tell. Um, and so we'll see you next okay. time, Alan. Uh, we do appreciate hearing the first part of Alan's story, and we do look forward to hearing the rest of his story. And we hope that those who believe in and practice polygamy will listen to our guests and do some research for themselves to discover what place polygamy really has in God's plan. God's kingdom is not any polygamy group. It isn't even the Mormon church. His kingdom consists of true disciples of Jesus Christ around the world and through the ages of time. Jesus said, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. Receiving God's kingdom like a child cannot include polygamy or celestial marriage in order to be accepted into God's heaven. And Jesus said his kingdom is not of this world anyway. No works is required because Jesus is all we need because Jesus is enough. See you next time on Polygamy. What love is this? This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy. What love is this? 
This program is a production of the Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.